0: Welcome back to Studio E. You are now listening to the Bunt, the People's Podcast, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding.
1: This is gonna be the shoes.
0: Fans. Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking six.
2: <laughs> Drop that bitch.
0: D. Jones, I got my main man, the Ghost, riding shotgun with me. Ants one behind the scenes. It's a
2: cool it Still, cool thing. Thing. Yeah.
0: And this week's episode is a crowning achievement for the bunt. Ghost, tell the people what we're working with.
1: I don't even know where to start. It was overwhelming. The whole thing was a dream come true. Both of our favorite skater, Scott Kane, honor and a privilege to have him in Studio E. I think we did a good job <laughs> not fanning out too hard, but... It was hard nothing but love for this legend and we're so excited to share this interview with the people then we taking y'all straight to the post office got some funny voice notes and shit. and then you know what time it is it's the rundown and we going over quarterbacks make sure to like us on facebook at the bunt follow us
0: on instagram at the bunt live and keep sending them emails into the bunt live at gmail.com cruise by our website thebuntlive.com all the old episodes logged for your listening pleasure man so with all that being said the moment you've all been waiting for the ghost shout out of the week and man i got my own shout out this week man <laughs> shit what, what you got that i want to shout out kirk dianda the founder of on video one of the greatest video magazines of all time he also did 411 But on video, the storytelling process holds a place in my heart. And we rediscovered a website that has them all logged. We can watch them whenever. And basically, I got no free time right now because I'm watching on videos all the time. What's the website, fool? It's
1: skately.com. Whoever's running that website. Thank you, man. That's dope, man. I got to watch all those on videos again, too. Been meaning to for years. Didn't know. I was hoping to find the DVDs or something. But skately.com. Thank you uh for my shout out of the week yo, it was easy canada popped this week i want to give a huge shout out last week we got an email about uh underrated or slept on skaters or whatever Mm -hmm. can't believe i forgot to mention this at the time but derek swaim one of the most underground talented skaters to come out of canada so go watch his part it's in the kitsch video it's called watershed moment so just go to their youtube channel Kitch Skateboards, Watershed Moment, Derek Swaim has last part, it's so fucking sick. Homie's a heel flipper, but there's nothing wrong with that when you got a mean kickflip as well, enjoy. And then, also want to give a quick shout out to doingadeed.com, new board brand, Deeds, they dropped their uh, promo called Elbow Room, I think you can peep that on YouTube as well, straight banging, creative skaters, <laughs> and then quick shout out to uh, walker ryan killing wilshire boulevard that was insane
0: like we said we got scott Kane in the building this week an absolute pleasure been trying to make this happen since day one so at least three years now our favorite skater from our childhood looked up to him never seen someone skate rails like this guy an absolute talent on the skateboard makes us sad just thinking back to how early his career was cut short, but a true legend in the game would be in the Skateboard Hall of Fame if there was one.
1: Is there one? I don't know, but we'll start it if we need to. <laughs> Scott Kane, first ballad Hall of Famer, Laker fan, all around beast, Kobe for life, brotherhood. You already know what the fuck it is. Yo, Donald, you kind of looked like him back in the day, oh, with the with the long hair in the Donna Vision days when you Jeez. were skating little rails and shit. Talk to me, baby. <laughs> but yo, let's not let's not wait any longer, man. The people need to hear this. Let me crack a couple cold ones. Canada's premium pilsner, Steam Whistle, the only buzz.
0: Foremost, we want to say thank you for doing the show. You are the unquestioned goat of our childhood, dog.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah, anytime, man. Is, I'm happy to do it.
0: We've been waiting a long time for this one. We got Scott Kane in the goddamn building. How you doing today?
2: I'm good, man. I'm I'm ready to go. Let's get it. Hell yeah, <laughs> dog.
0: So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate and sports moment.
2: yeah I do one of my like main memories of skating as a kid was always just tried tricks in my backyard like kept going going i remember trying to switch heel flip off a little curb into my backyard grass for like three (laughs) hours and and just landed it in the grass was the best feeling in the world i always always think about that for some reason sports moment i played baseball as a kid and basketball but i remember i was probably like 10 or 11 and we went went undefeated and our baseball team won the championship. I think championship game, I like struck out the whole game, but but we won and (laughs) we won. I think that was the last time I played baseball, but that was was a cool moment too.
0: (laughs) That's so dope. The personal moments are always the best, man. A lot of people give us uh, like a Michael Jordan game or their hometown team winning a championship, but Mm -hmm. that's a dope one, dog.
2: Oh yeah, shit. I I went too personal there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, no, it's all good. Uh, you're a champion g for life could have a lakers win in all day but you know
1: yeah. y'all, y'all just
2: got the toronto win though
0: dude That's big time up. this is big time this year
2: not gonna lie man I, I was super super happy to see toronto get a win
1: hell yeah it's not very often that that happens man <laughs> no are you hyped on the uh lebron acquisition i'm guessing you grew up a kobe fan because you're a lakers guy so how do you feel about that
2: oh uh, man I, i'm kobe for life it's funny lebron come in i mean the only good part about it is that we've been so terrible the last like four or five six years so it's it's okay now we're relevant again and i've always i don't want to say i hated lebron but he just wasn't kobe <laughs> he does it yeah uh, mm-hmm. but now it's cool I, th- I think it uh it brings some new flavor to the town and and now we got clippers that are going to be uh up there too so it'll be a good battle happy to see it happy
1: to watch it nice yeah you're a little more politically correct with it i'm kobe for life and i hate lebron i haven't been able to watch the lakers the same way
2: yeah you know i was really mad when i heard it was calm. I was like man really like we couldn't yeah. build, build build with what we got but you know i'm not trying to be a hater but low-key yeah fuck lebron <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn yo my favorite skater, Shots, baby. My all-time favorite skater, and who knew we got the exact same feelings <laughs> in basketball too. It's got to be a
0: weird feeling though. Like, wouldn't it be weird for you if LeBron came to the Raptors? Like, yeah, it would be, be so a, bummed. Yeah, but you're
1: the like Lakers. Bummed, but you're just like the Lakers. Where my good. are my Raptors though? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like know. the same thing for me. So, but yo, hype for the Clippers.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be. It'll be interesting. I'm not. Yeah, I'm more of a Clipper hater than a LeBron hater, but <laughs> it's just it's the same town, man. It can only be yeah. one.
1: <laughs> but I, I don't even know like the clippers have been so trash for so long until like the man. cp3 era mm-hmm. uh, i don't even know why you would hate the clippers because they're just so irrelevant but but I,
2: I didn't hate the clippers until the cp3 right era, right they, right because uh. then
1: you see then you get the
2: bandwagoners like oh i've always been a clipper fan now you have it man like, <laughs> yeah just because they're good now you want to like them like yeah. i get it but, but whatever
1: i was pissed because when we I say we, I'm back on my Lakers tip now that I'm talking oh. to a real Lakers fan. But when, when we were supposed to get Chris Paul yeah. and the fucking league blocked it, David Stern, you bastard, changed the history that that of everything. Happened, and then, yeah, Downhill him going there. there man. And then they started beating us in the regular season and Battle of L.A., blah, blah, blah. And they kept beating us. I was pissing beating me us, off. Beating us, eh? Yeah. They, they, they
2: start hating on, on super teams and all that shit. And then, and then they go and build Golden State. It's like... We were just mm-hmm. trying to get Chris Paul, man. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, that, I was heated on that one, and mm-hmm. then that, and then that's what also fueled my hate for the Clippers on that
1: one too. Because uh, for of that. sure, but yeah. they were a bunch of. I like them individually, a lot of those players, but as a unit, they were a bunch of crybaby bitches. Yeah, Blake Griffin <laughs> and all them.
0: That's, but yo yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. This is
1: a skateboard interview. Let's uh, let's get <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. focused. Uh, the listeners probably want to hear about kick nose blunts and shit. Uh, <laughs> so where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating?
2: Um, I grew up in Lakewood, California. It's a city in uh, L.A. County. It's a city right next to Long Beach. I grew up. My brother's uh, seven years older than me. He skateboarded. He had a bunch of friends that skated, and I was. You know two three four years old watching it. I'm like man i want to do that um got my first board when i was five uh, my damn. pops wow. bought me a board on my birthday it was this og steve caballero board damn um, it was it was double kicktail but it was still one of them old you know wide ones and okay. the noses the nose is only like a like a little just a little blip in the top but i <laughs> uh, got got that and i've been skating ever since man I, I, yeah, my brother taught me how to ollie and pressure flip and sick. I just I just kept going. I don't know.
1: What's your brother's name? His name's Steve. I'm Steve Kane, yo. He sounds steezy. It's all thanks to him, man.
2: <laughs> Steve Kane, nah, straight up. Thanks to him for sure.
0: So it's all got to start somewhere. What was your first big break in the skate industry?
2: I mean, I had little sponsors like here and there, like growing up. I don't I don't know why. I think they were just kind of felt bad for me to hook me up, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I just got around the right crew, like group of people who were like the first crew that had a VX to go film, to actually get some solid footy that wasn't high eight, and and just went out there and and skated, and and I think it was around the same time we got their first skate park in Long Beach, um, El Dorado, and, and that kind of changed the game for a lot of people. It changed the game for me because you know we're skating little curbs and and you know running around the streets, and there's not much to skate. You know without a car to go somewhere right so Mm -hmm. having that skate park that that could help you progress and from there put a little you know collection of footy together and i believe it was anthony mosley who who got a hold of my tape that uh, a friend of mine knew him they gave him the tape they gave it to strickland who was running bootleg at the time and that kind of worked out from there that was kind of like the the big
1: break for sure damn so mosley was actually in with that crew before you
2: he was with Bootleg, yeah, before me. I think it was, I think at the, I can't remember who it was at the time, but it was, it was Trainwreck who was there, who when I got there wasn't there, but Trainwreck, Mosley, and, and like Pete Eldridge and, and Little B and all that. But, but yeah, for, I, I didn't know Mosley. I knew like Evan Hernandez, Terry Kennedy, Knox Godoy and all those cats, and they were all on Baker. Um, for some reason, my tape got to Mosley and it was like this, this weird sponsor tape with some Guns and Roses and shit. and <laughs> Somehow, I don't know, it ended up in Strickland's hand. And, and then it kind of just gradually stepped up from there to,
1: like, get on the team. Damn, do you remember what the last trick was and that sponsored me? I honestly have no idea.
2: I, I skated my whole life up to that point, so it was every trick I ever did. That's <laughs> so <laughs> sick. Like, here you go, like, this <laughs> is it, you know. Or at least on VX, you know, like, clean footy yeah
1: we're already chomping rails at the time
2: yeah and that that stemmed from that first skate park had this little bank rail and you know i'm not a technical dude like i can't i just know how to picture it in my mind and land it and for some reason on a rail going down where you can hit it and land like in my mind it's just so much easier yeah do it i don't know why i don't
1: know why it's like that but yeah i've always loved rails yeah for sure rails were your strength it was like i feel like by the time four on 163 came out you were starting to get way better at like stairs and ledges but like from yeah from your first parts it was like rails all day every day
2: yeah i kind of went in groups man like rails were just one thing and then i would get you know i want to skate some stairs like i learned front side flips and i want to go or nollie big spin i want to go do that i don't know i go on these little periods where where something's way more fun than what you know the next thing and then i And I tried to move on, but I think Rails was always the the go-to.
0: Pretty constant. So the bootleg team was absolutely insane, on and off the board by the looks of it. We're going to drop a name, and you hit us with a quick story or the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Run it. Mike Maldonado.
2: (laughs) First thing that comes to mind is I didn't know him that well, but we were on a trip doing some demos, and he came and showed up with this funky hat on and and was doing these backtails and this i can't remember it was he was looking like the cartoon i can't think of it right now but it was the funniest shit and i was like damn this is mike malnano from from baker 2g (laughs) i was tripping out legend
0: Alyssa steamer
2: Alyssa straight g she's such a boss dude i remember being in london with her and i think it was london and we're having some beers whatever and we're talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater and how much fucking money she made off that dude and I was like oh shit and telling me these checks she had she got and I'm just like <laughs> damn like such <stretch> a G <laughs> straight G love yeah. so, our little big bro Grant Patterson GP dude showed up to my life 15 years ago I don't know how probably some I don't know he showed up in Long Beach and, and dude became one of our best friends although I remember him hating on me when we first met at El Dorado Skate Park that I was telling you about because I was
1: wearing a helmet
2: because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had to cause, or, or we would get a ticket and he was just like clowning on me for, like not to my face but to the homies I was, and he just told me about that the other day I was like fucking hate it. <laughs> but but uh, yeah that, yeah, that's the first time we met he's, he's a straight G too
0: Brian Michaud
2: biz, biz. he's the homie I like him he uh I was a little scared of him at first our first trip <laughs> our first trip together I remember I think we were out in Miami and he got he got locked up on I don't even know what happened but he ended up going to jail and I was like damn this, these people are crazy but, but it was like, it was on like some dumb shit now he's the homie he's a good dude and he's he's doing good things Ryan Nix hijinks is fuck <laughs> Ryan Nix is crazy But he's a good dude he's a solid nice dude and uh and uh, has a big heart for sure
0: nick trepasso
2: rap. first time i met him we were on a trip from cali to miami in the van and we stopped in arizona and our team manager's like yeah we're gonna pick this little kid up i was like all right and it it happened to be (laughs) trepasso and i mean we we gave him a lot of shit just because he was the new cat but he had every flat ground trick you could ever think of and he beat me in skate like hundred times that trip, but uh <laughs> nah, he, he's my little brother, man. I love that dude. Pete Eldridge. Pete? That's like my big brother. <laughs> not not <laughs> my little bro. He he put me on game on a lot of a lot of skate stuff and and uh, you know held it down, held it down for the crew. Pete Pete's my big bro for sure.
1: The big boss, yo.
2: Yeah.
0: And the last one, Tony
2: Montgomery. Montgomery he's the homie, man. I think we picked him up on that trip, too, and he's wild. He's a fun dude, and he and he has a whole bag of tricks, and he has the best for sure.
1: So steezy. When you were getting on, it sounds like, I think Baker Bootleg was still kind of together. What was that experience like when the two camps split?
2: They were still together, because I remember, like, you know, obviously, I was friends with, like I said, Knox, Evan, and Terry. We all kind of, you know, grew up together, but or at least in the skating world um and i i, I remember knock saying at the time like yo you gotta choose man baker bootleg baker bootleg and i'm just like i don't yeah. I, I don't care like i just want to skate <laughs> like like and and i think me not caring just kind of ended me ended up on bootleg but but the whole breakup and you know honestly i wasn't really paying attention uh mm-hmm. i didn't really ask questions i kind of just said you know i want to skate like fuck the bullshit you know that's just how it was like I, I really don't know the the deep-rooted story with everything it was just a fallout between some people and that's just how it ended up which which i also think kind of contributed to the the final demise of of bootleg but i don't know i think it's, it is what it is you know
0: no doubt so you wrote for vance pretty much your whole career how did that relationship start
2: Vans came about i remember terry hooked it up he introduced me terry kennedy introduced me to to a, a footwear designer over there who who skated to and skated in our area but he actually worked for vans and and somehow i like got onto this trip to mexico with him for some reason i don't know i don't know how i got on it but i was able to go to vans in mexico and all around mexico and skating a bunch of spots and you know this is before you know any any paycheck or you know anything and i was just skating having fun and and doing tricks and i remember on my last day second to last day or so on that trip they were like all right we gotta we gotta talk about you know getting you on and and getting you paid or whatnot so that's kind of how that started and and from there was you know history from there
1: uh you broke out that crazy feeble 180 on that long red rail and that was a wrap, eh?
2: <laughs> dude. Yeah, that was a that was like a skate park there, man. They had like bump to rails. I still see people skating it today in videos.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: think like Evan Smith, just like Crook Nolly Flipper, one of those dudes. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was a super park, like crazy park, like literally like a playground park, but had this long rail that went into the street super low, super mellow, a couple banked to rails. Yeah, that was a fun spot. Uh, but but that trip eventually ended uh leading up to um getting on the rally xlt program which was i don't really know what that program was but it was like me bastion and rally (laughs) just us (laughs) three i don't really know what it was about but i was a part of it
1: it sounds like a super team to me man dude can you imagine (laughs) sounds like some golden state warriors shit
2: (laughs) i remember they came to me with a contract and and i had gave it to strickland and I mean I don't want to talk numbers, but I gave it to him and he was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so we ended up having a a meeting with Rally. I was like, holy shit, like I'm sitting here at dinner with Rally and strictly like <laughs> what is going on? Uh, wow. and I ended up ended up going to Europe with bootleg and, and gave it to a couple people. I ended up coming back and and the contract was like quadruple what they tried to give me. So it was I was looked Ooh. out for. I was looked out for. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> hell Get yeah! You deserve, baby. You deserve every
1: penny of that shit. Hell yeah! yeah. Strictly what was it, it like up.
0: your first time in Europe? Crazy, it's dude. Like not too many. Is there lots of rails over there. There's a lot of ledges and banks. I saw on one of your Instagram posts. I think it was a backflip down a rail, and it was the caption was like, "When you finally find a handrail to jump
2: down in Europe." <laughs> yes. So we're yeah, we're cruising. I was I was like sixteen or seventeen. You know, had no idea what the hell was doing. There was a bunch of a bunch of older people just. Skating around Europe, but I think that that spot you're talking about was in Lyon, France, and it was a perfect rail, like for Europe, like not no Cali rail, but like perfect <laughs> rail for Europe. And I was just so excited to finally skate a rail because I know that's what I love to do, and I probably I probably skated there for three hours, just trying every trick. But and the best part about that was uh, French Fred. That's where I met him who like did all those Sick. flip videos and s video and all that shit That's where i met him and he was filming it all kinds of crazy ways i was like man they do shit oh, crazy yeah. in europe <laughs> <laughs> they like get all up in your grill with that but it, no, uh, yeah yeah there, a lot a lot of good spots
1: did he film your uh your tricks on the that hubba that you switch 50180 yeah he did yeah with, like, yeah, some yeah long yeah. lens
2: shit he did but if you watch on one i think i'd a nose blend. he like got super close to the back of my board like on it and i think that's where i was like damn they do they film weird over here but it came <laughs> it came out looking so sick but yeah that was, yeah that was a fun ass yeah. trip for sure he's fearless with his
1: vx eh? we gotta get we we should hit, hit him him up man
2: yeah French
0: Fred. he's got stories do it. <coughs> that's yeah, crazy for sure but he is like fearless like most uh filmers when they get their vx with the death lens like so worried about like messing it up or like hitting the lens and like this guy's got that shit inches away from you man yeah it's
2: crazy catch one to the face you don't care
0: it's chpo brand contest time one of our favorite contests We hit you with an easy one the last couple weeks, but now it's time to do some work, baby.
1: Last year, this contest was a huge success. Letting you, the people, make your own CHPO ad, Leo Ranks. Shout out to that legendary track you dropped us. And now we're giving you the opportunity to drop a banger once again. Send us your best CHPO ad, whatever you come up with. Creativity goes a long way. If you're a dope rapper, singer, whatever the case may be, let's hear your best CHPO ad. So head over to chpobrand.com and uh, drop an ad, you heard? It's a little harder than most contests, but the box will definitely be worth it. CHPO
0: brand, doing it for the people. So you bang the skate industry over the head with your bootleg 3000 part something nobody's ever done before the amateur part the pro part possibly the greatest part of all time and possibly the longest skate part of all time were you hyped on how jay put it together
2: i was man because i I mean i grew up watching you know baker and baker 2g and i think you know being one of my favorite videos and being at that premiere like that was kind of what sparked me to want to keep doing this shit and and anything jay wanted to do i was about it
0: what did the the team think of all the slow-mo? <laughs>
2: uh it was pretty crazy. I mean, you hear a lot of people say <laughs> they hate it. People say they hate it, people say they love it. I think it was that's just Jay's style and if you like Jay, you're with it. So I I, I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a it was definitely
1: yeah, long, but We loved it, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that right, we fucked that that VHS up that summer it came out was mm-hmm. crazy
0: you know they talk about how like if you watch the same VHS tape over and over again the tape gets a little glitchy man like yours was <laughs> your part was on his last legs by the end of it man <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so funny man I, I did a story I was, said I went to the Baker 2G premiere and I didn't know anybody wasn't sponsored or nothing like that and somehow I think a, a, a local skate shop like hooked up tickets and drove us down there whatnot but we were leaving after the premiere was over, just a bunch of little kids, and we find uh, this VHS tape in the middle of the street and and I remember walking down the stairs at the premiere and Strickland walking past me, who I didn't know that was Strickland at the time, and I remember seeing the same VHS tape in his hand and I was like, Holy shit, that's the that's the video that dude was carrying to play the video of Baker two G and it ended up being oh, the fucking video at the premiere. And we went to this wow. whole thing to get it back to him, but I remember telling Jay about that, and he was like, what the fuck, fool, that was you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just crazy how uh, all that stuff. It all worked out, man. Yeah. I heard uh, a
0: story about you meeting Andrew Reynolds for the first time. Was that at the Baker 2G premiere, too?
2: That was like a month or two earlier, or maybe after. I don't know, whenever Flip Sorry came out, I think it was right before,
1: hmm.
2: and it was at the Sorry premiere. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was funny because, no, nah, I don't know. Maybe I was sorry too. It was after all that because he had already he knew who I was. And he didn't know who I was back then, but he had knew who I was, and I was like, how the fuck this guy know me? But it was after my tape had already, <laughs> after my tape had already been to Strickland. So that's that's must have must have been how he knew who I was. But yeah, he had some straight gator boots on and fucking,
1: <laughs>
2: he was he was wasted, and I was like, damn, this is this is the life i want to live i want to live like riddles <laughs> <laughs> like and he, yeah, he was hammering and he sees me standing in line he was like and he starts flicking his his gator boots like talking about this flick i got and i'm like the best best moment of my
1: life for sure so sick so yeah we got to do a little deep dive into the 3000 part you did a nollie backsmith and a nollie front smith in your part two tricks that we we clown and call illegal these days but those are oh, different yeah. times uh, <laughs> uh what are your thoughts on Nolly smiths these days
2: oh yeah i guess i don't know what you you mean by illegal but if you mean easy <laughs>
1: <every> <laughs> easier
2: way to do it <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah. it was easy you know like man i've tried smith grinds and back smith grinds and and ate shit but for some reason and i can't nolly at all either so but for some <laughs> reason if you just nolly, your feet are already there to lock in but yeah I mean it's definitely a, a co- definitely a cop out but I think it was tight back then don't hate
1: <laughs> yes I always thought it was so weird Jay put like Nolly backsmith two angles like super slow mo and then nollie front smith after that made no sense but
2: well yeah no, I think I had switch feeble last trick too which was a little weird for me like cause that to me that wasn't like the hardest trick I don't know I, I feel like it could have ended on, on something else but, that's,
1: mm-hmm. we were actually just gonna ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> it goes switch heel yeah. front nose, then kick front nose blunt, and then switch feeble it was like a random ender, but it was still like probably the biggest one we'd ever seen at the time, but just seemed like a weird order of tricks. Yeah.
2: It was. No, it was to me too, but I mean just just what I was more proud of for sure. I don't I don't know which was harder, I guess. I know which one took me longer, that's for sure. But yeah, switch feeble <laughs> was kinda like I don't want to call it failure because it wasn't, it wasn't done as much back then, but, or if at all, but no, nah, yeah, I, I thought that was a little weird too for sure. <laughs> so what
0: was the story behind the switch feeble? We see you wearing a T-shirt one day when, like, the school gets out and all the kids are walking by you, and it looks like one of them grabs your board, and then it just cuts to you another day with long sleeve on, hammer gloves, landing the switch feeble. Like, what, what happened that first day?
2: I, I think it was in Tampa, I believe, when we were out there like on our way from Cali to Miami, and right before we get to Miami, stopped in Tampa, and I think they just had school that day, and I guess they were all in school or in class, and the bell rang or something, and they all started walking out, and I was like, oh shit, there's a bunch of people here, and yeah, and they, and I just started like backing up and stood yeah. by the wall, and <laughs> I'm like I'm like I don't even know anybody was here, and then one of them took my board, and I was just like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess we'll come back another day might have to get a new board too because i'm (laughs) going to see that one again but and i think yeah i think we went back probably either on the way home or the next day and those gloves (laughs) those camo gloves that was just some weird shit we did on that whole trip just try to get camo everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) so your board disappeared for real
2: Uh, i think i got it back but i was just kind of kind of stunned i was like yeah all right well have to get another one but i think i got that (laughs) one back
0: Man, that clip is so legendary. One of the guys has like the sickest kid on of all time with like the biggest toque and his like sweaters half on yeah. and his like huge track pants are rolled up and he like runs down the stairs with a limp. I remember thinking like, holy <laughs> shit, must have been like so intimidating. All those guys just rolling out of class and you're standing
2: up there solo. Nah, I was shook for sure. saw the do-rag, I was like, yeah, we should probably get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, I was shook. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> what was going on with that weirdo staring at you through like the little window on the kick crook in Philly? <laughs>
2: so I think that was at, I don't know what that place is, like a, art center or something. But it was right next to, I think, the football field out there. And and it was closed down. And he was trying to like kick us out. But he was just too weird about it and kept <laughs> looking through the window and smiling. Mm. And I was just like, what the fuck? and this damn song that plays every like on repeat every 30 seconds just kept coming on fucking with my head and that was a that was a weird day
1: what yeah i thought that was part of the edit no that's definitely like through no nah. was it
0: like a stadium or something
1: like what is was this is this is a stadium
2: we we're right next to the stadium and this place was like another like smaller stadium i don't really know what it was but uh yeah the song just played on repeat for like people that go there obviously it was yeah. closed but they never turned that shit off so it just kept going and going and i'm and every time you heard it, it was like, bink ding dink ding ding. i am like, fuck. Like, and then you turn around, and this guy's like, fat face and nose is staring at you, and it you know, was, maybe that's, like, the first time I met, first time I met Kalis, and I was just, a- around all these people, the first time in Philly, like, meeting all these legends, and getting that, and, you know, that was a,
1: that was crazy. That's a mental battle, man. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, that dude looks so crazy in the window, that song might have turned him crazy, man, yeah. for real. <laughs> <laughs> probably yo, dude.
2: just hearing that all day
1: <laughs> one more question about that man where the fuck is sequence G? <laughs> where <the sequence> g <laughs> i don't even,
2: i don't remember that shit taking me that long either like he, he must have his batteries must have been dead before we got there and he was trying to, <laughs> try
1: to turn it off uh i love that edit how, yeah. he, how he left that in calling him out
2: yeah plane went in on him a good friend of mine who was the who was the bootleg team manager at the time, too, slash filmer, slash everything. Sick.
0: So, like we said, we know you've probably had to talk about these two tricks a million times, but we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't ask about them, man. The kick front nose blunt and switch heel front nose, can you take us behind the scenes on those two sessions?
2: Oh, all right. (laughs) The, The kick flip front nose blunt was kind of a joke at first. Um, Evan was skating with P-Rod and Jeremy Rogers and they ended up coming to you know our local skate park Eldorado and they just ended up annihilating the place and I was not upset but I was just like man they just came to our park and fucked it up <laughs> and so in my mind I was like damn I got to learn something like I keep doing the, the same old shit I'm trying to learn something now and I, for some reason a switch nose blunt and kickflip front nose blunt came to mind and I did the switch nose blunt, and then I just started flinging kickled front nose blunts, and I think I tried for a couple hours and finally landed one, and that's kind of how that whole trick came to my mind, um, and then went to to Silmar, and got lucky and landed it.
1: Uh, that shit was so mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, I don't know how many years it's been since then, but still only, like, a ha- small, like, a handful of people have done them since. That shit's and not time like
0: else. that, man, that was... A- flawless as well
1: yeah <laughs> so chillin you hit the homie yeah. with the high
0: five on the way by it was like Phew. like how's this guy yeah. got it like that man dude
1: now the funniest <laughs> part about that was the guy just the guy i don't know who it was that you gave a high five to d- doesn't even react like he just witnessed like the Greatness. craziest so. trick at the time and he's just chilling
2: <laughs> yeah no a lot of people say that they're like how's this dude like not hyped but like i skated with- I skated with him every day and he fucking he watched me skate every day he was just like yeah whatever he was shit all the time. Like, that was for sure in his mind or he or he, he's Who like i've seen this shit before yeah. the homie marcus <laughs> sick the homie marcus man he, yeah what a g He grew up with like evan and all those cats too
0: yeah and then the switch heel front nose
2: the switch heel front nose that was like the only trick that i couldn't learn at the skate park because the bankroll I would, I would learn everything on was only like a foot and a half Maybe less tall. So mm-hmm. it was, like, not one of those things you can get a nose slide on, but just pop over it. But I think I learned it like skating ledges. I don't know, for some reason I like switch front noses. And I was like, oh, let me, and I like switch heels. Let me put it together. And, and I remember I was, like, deathly scared to try a switch front nose slide on a five-star rail. But once I actually tried it and locked it, I was like, oh, okay, I got this. And the switch heel front nose was, I remember trying it on another rail, uh, a little smaller i think like reynolds tray flip nose slitted or something oh yeah a bunch one. of stuff but uh, a super popular rail but and i ended up landing on it and my foot came off the tail and i like i don't know fucked my knee up but and i was so bummed out but then the rail was in town um and we went to this other rail that i had skated a bunch that i was comfortable with and i was like fuck it i already switched for a nose it like let me try it and I don't know. I've tried that shit for three hours, to be honest with you. And like, But I don't know. I, I'm fucked up in the mind. I can't stop until I land some shit. So I ended up landing one, like, two and a half hours in, and I dragged my hand. I never even seen the footy, but I just remember dragging my hand, and and then I was like, all right, I'll give it ten more goes, and then ended up doing it, and I was like, oh, shit. and <laughs> Went to, went smoked a couple of like camel white cigarettes after and went to sizzler and i was like damn that was it dude that was, <laughs> that was a that was a f- hell of a fucking day
1: i'm the man <laughs> <laughs> the, i was flawless i remember that when insane. that sequence dropped oh, i was man. another like jaw dropper like what the hell's going on man
2: i can't believe that sequence even came out too because back then we're still shooting with regular film i remember morford was shooting it and I'm telling you dude two and a half three hours on that shit and fuck I don't know how he had that much film with him to to get that but thankfully he did I still have the poster they blew up at the trade show so sick so hyped on that thing that I have that I get so sick
1: I hope he got paid enough to cover that film. You know? Probably just broke even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. He got, he got some other tricks that day. Darrell got some shit. I think Booznit's got, got some shit, so Sick. hopefully 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 it worked out for him.
1: Yeah, Darrell did an OLI one eighty switch five. Oh man, you guys were fucked. Which to me is crazier than switch
2: for our nose. Like I mean, Whoa, 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 let's just,
0: not go crazy here.
1: But in
2: my mind yeah. like I could do that before I could do that, so yeah. yeah different well, people, switch
1: different bags switch heel front nose yeah. switch heel front nose you could bunt easier mm-hmm. but to actually land takes the, probably more skill but nollie 185 it was like full commitment commitment yeah it's also gnarly
2: yeah you gotta be on top for sure
1: what was it like riding for jay strickland we met him he came and spent like a summer here way back in the day and he was selling us for selling us bootleg boards for 20 bucks it was a pretty dope <laughs> summer for us uh but what was it <laughs> oh, yeah. like writing for him Mosley told us that like he'd have you guys be like all competitive and like yo if you guys if you guys want to eat good you better get clips like if you guys want a bed to sleep in like he he was gnarly nah hell
2: no <laughs> hell no hell no nah I never heard any of that and if he did it was like full on joking There there was none of that shit going on he was more of the homie than anything that That's funny, Mosley would say some shit like that. <laughs>
0: Maybe Mosley had to like picture it like that in order for him to do his tricks. Nah,
2: I never felt any any type of stress of doing what we were doing. Fuck, no. That was, uh, nah, he was just the homie. He had the, he'd love for everybody to just skate. And, I mean, obviously we're filming a video and wants us to, to get some shit, but nah, because I don't, I, don't, I don't do good in those situations, so there's no way. That's nah. true. Damn! Debunk that myth, man. (laughs) Nah, nah, not true. Not at least not in my memory. I don't remember any of that shit. Hmm.
0: So we heard one time you threw all of Ryan Nix's boards out of a seven-story window. What's the story there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who told you that? (laughs) Uh, Your boy, your boy, plane. Yeah, dude. We uh, we were in Philly, I think, and he was talking shit, and he ended up throwing the homies. CD player out the window. So I took all his boards and tossed them out the window onto the to the roof deck of the hotel.
1: <laughs> yeah, being a little asshole. <laughs> That's fucking jokes. So Grant told us that back around when you turned pro, you went to buy an MBA coat, but you'd only buy one if him and your other friend Brian picked one out as well. Do you remember <laughs> what coat you got? And those those pro checks must have been nice, man. Grant said those things were expensive as hell, and you grabbed three. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, i remember that, man. I I don't spend money. I don't I don't buy shit for myself. So with the homies around, I uh, you know I would take them on a little. Uh, let's go buy some shit because I don't know what to buy. They will, so <laughs> let's go get it. And, and I remember it was either him or the homie Brian was like, let's cop these jackets. And I was like, all right, whichever one you want. I think I got a an Atlanta one. I think Grant Grant might have got a Celtics one or something. <laughs> that. Can't, can't remember what the other homie got, but yeah. I don't remember it being too much. They were like a fifty each or something.
0: Jeez.
2: Fucking <laughs> like great.
1: I still got it. I still got it, too. Holy shit. Yo, I just got... Yo, live as this interview is going down, I just got the funniest story to ask you from Sinner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know where this is going. Okay, Sinner says, ask him about the time... He came back to Trappasos wasted and started body slamming this random kid we didn't know <laughs> sleeping on the blow up mattress. <laughs> Fool was rolling him up and just throwing him. Best part was the kid pretending to be sleeping through the most hectic torture ever. <laughs>
2: I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't remember that. I that. That's funny as fuck, and I and I don't I don't deny it. I don't, I don't recollect. No recollection of that. That's funny as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: Sinner, wish. Man. I hope someone tells us who that kid's name is. Cause, thank you, Sinner, for that laugh. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy, man. <laughs> Trying to sleep through it. too, was the best part. Like, oh shit, it's Scott Kane. Like, oh shit, my favorite skater's beating me up.
2: <laughs> oh, I feel bad. That's fucked up. Uh, I have no idea. Do not remember that. But I don't. I don't remember a lot of nights, especially around center you might know why man those are
1: wild times yo d jones you ever get sick and tired of getting some new pants or a new shirt and all of a sudden you're over it it doesn't fit properly and you're just like yo i need something proper you know what i'm saying like no more of this bogus shit i'm done wasting my money If that's where you're at mentally when it comes to your clothing game, it's time to head over to Brixton.com because their clothes are done proper. Man, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to
0: Brixton. They're built for independent thinkers, makers, and doers. We're talking timeless style made for those who inspire people around the world. Brixton creates premium apparel for those who live to show up proper every
1: single day. Head over to Brixton.com right now. They got new button-ups, hats, washes of denim. You know what time it is. It's time to do it proper. And Brixton's done proper. You seem to spend some significant time in Philly skating. Do you have any wild stories from those trips? We heard uh, you might have almost got robbed or something with the Vans dudes. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, my first trip to philly i was like 16 or 17 that's like right when i got on bootleg and they sent me out there and that was and i don't know if it's just because that's like one of the first places i ever went either with skateboarding or anything that i don't know i just fell in love with the place but yeah a few years later on a vans trip we went up to it was a little like pyramid spot like big pyramid like painted i think it was blue a lot of a lot of footy on it in north philly and we pulled up. We hadn't even gone to the hotel yet. Our whole like two or three vans that we pulled up with all our luggage in there and shit. And we pulled up, and it just happened to be in the middle of summer with the whole block out there, with <laughs> the the fire hydrant fucking oh, yeah. going off. Like everybody out there, and they see a bunch of you know, a bunch of skateboarders hop out the car, try to skate a spot. I don't even remember getting out, but they got in like hundreds of little kids hopped in and picking their hands at shit started grabbing like phones and whatever i remember they they grabbed ben england's phone and they're just like what the fuck man like what is going on <laughs> they're getting robbed we're getting robbed by 10 year olds right now right and then, <laughs> and then you see the you see the elders out there and it's like fuck like yo like what's going on and they're just like yeah i don't know and then i remember van, van england just got so irritated or pissed off that he just booked and fucking ran and he just ran, like, far as hell. And and they started opening the back of the trunk, started, like, taking bags out and shit. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, holding my hands over my pockets so you don't take nothing because, you know, I don't care taking my clothes, but, like, you know, taking my phone or, or you know, wallet or shit. Your wallet, yeah. And, yeah, and and I, I think at the end of the day, Ben England came back, and he's like, and the older cats came over, and they're like, you know, you know, you guys came into our town and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like like yo I just want my phone back and the guy was like alright 20 bucks <laughs> I him you remember paying him 20 bucks for his phone back and we just laughed but that was that was nuts dude like I was I was legit kind of shook like there's nothing you can do you know there's no. hundreds of them and fucking you know 10 of you in a car like and you don't know what the hell's gonna happen mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was pretty fucked <laughs> uh, we, we got out of there
1: that sounds
0: hectic <laughs> It's so it seems like a situation where you could like lose your temper so quick but like getting angry is only going to make it so much worse like you can get angry at one of these kids
2: and then you're done man right you know and the only reason i felt safe because i got anthony van england next to me <laughs> but book- and then he fucking books it down the street and i'm like fuck like nothing. i was like i was like if van england's running fuck what am i doing sitting here like so yeah that was yeah definitely didn't want to do nothing stupid
0: you have any more AVE stories from being on the road, man? That guy's a, abs- the absolute legend.
2: He is, man. That, not really. Like I didn't. It was kind of like on that that last leg of when I was on Vans when he got on. I get to. I was hurt, so I got to. They were on like a three week trip in Mexico, and I came on the last week, but that was just like the the chill week. But I get there, and that's the first time I was ever going to meet Van England. But he was apparently disappeared for three days. Oh, so oh, when shit. he finally got. So when he finally got back, like he was, he was just kind of out of it. So I didn't get to, to meet him really until, the next trip. And I guess that was when um, he got sober and all that. He would come to the, like we all be drinking beers and shit, and he would come to the room feeling left out with uh with some mojitos like non-alcoholic beverages and and party. So that that's that's the my most memories of him though. Didn't really get to rage or nothing like that.
0: So you and Darrell Stanton were on top of the skate world together at one point both riding for vans being roomies together and a uh, quick side note me and the ghost actually filmed the roomies as close to the same as yours as possible when we were kids <laughs> we even did the, the the like riding sketching on the motorbike to a skate spot we busted out our bicycle and biked to a spot down the street like we tried to make it to a t
1: man uh, <laughs> that's so in tight. my mom's basement yo yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's so tight
0: I forget, in yours, you like walk by a room and you like point to a homie that's sleeping and you're like, oh, that's the homie. And we had like one of our <laughs> homies
1: like sleeping there with his ass cheeks hanging no, out. It, or, yeah, it was Phil and he didn't, he yeah. pull his, he had his dick out and he was pretending to sleep. <laughs> you're
0: like, oh, that's the
1: homie. <laughs> <laughs> like we that's idolized funny, you guys, dude. man. What was it like in those yeah. times with Darrell?
2: I grew up with Darrell, well, I think we probably started skating together when we were, probably 12 or 13 he didn't live too far from me and i remember him like having a way better bag of tricks than me like like he would be able to front board i had no idea like that how that worked to just do a front side board side but then he would just he would just like oh no just put your shoulders like this and then i would learn that from him and 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 then we became like almost we just fed off each other and then he ended up moving to to houston texas for like a couple years in there and then that was like kind of the time when like neither of us were sponsored but then by the time we met back up we were both sponsored so we would send each other footy like like yeah i just got this trick he's sending me a trick yeah i just got this trick and and then we ended up both getting sponsored and and that's when he moved back to long beach that's when we got a place together but yeah that's that's my brother we grew up together
1: dude so so when he filmed free your mind and shit like that's when you guys weren't skating and you guys were both coming up separately right right so he was still in in texas and then that's when he got on real
2: and was going back and forth to like frisco and all that and i was you know i was starting to do things with bootleg or whatever but then i think after free your mind and 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 after bootleg came out we kind of came back together and got a spot together sick
1: dude that little era like on 163, you guys living together, oh, Grant, man. like, Scott Christensen, all that shit, dude, I wish that could have just stayed like that forever, forever. yeah. and Darrell on Vans yeah. and Reel was the best. Oh, yeah, best, best
2: years of my life, hands down, Oh
0: three. You guys, like, normalized the back nose blunt, man. Yeah. Like, it was, like, <laughs> this forbidden fruit that, like, Costin could do, but, like, you started just doing it on, like, Rails, and then him doing it on Clipper how do you do it man how the hell do you back nose ball? i still can't do it
2: it's just an ollie over front nose slide really <laughs> God, that's <laughs> you just gotta simple, get man. over it yeah. like it's almost it, it's less scarier than like a, a back lip you know because you 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 can at least bell onto the other side like back lip that's straight nuts if you don't
1: lock <laughs> in you know see that's the that's the mindset of a rail killer yeah. the back nose one's easier <laughs> to try yeah Oh, I'll not man. even
2: lie though Like I'm scared of rails Like to be honest Until I do a trick on one And then I'm like alright Like the My first bootleg ad was Was the back nosebunt down That Manchester 11 And I went there I was with Mosley that day And
0: mm-hmm. He's I, in the I back of that clip to,
2: Yeah And he switched back lift it that day Which was fucking insane to me But I wanted a back nose it But I was scared as hell To try a board slide Like, <laughs> it's like i just couldn't do it i couldn't get my mind to do it so i was like all right and i just backed in like you know no responsibilities no cares you're just all right well if i get hurt fuck it you know mm-hmm. and 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 i ended up just going straight for back nose blunt and <laughs> oh wait whatever. you didn't do the board side no nah, i think i tried to like <laughs> ollie the stairs tried to ollie the stairs and just bailed and and then i went straight for back nose blunt and then you know got lucky and landed it and and then after that, I was like, oh, okay, I'll do any trick, you know? Like, I'll board it now. But it wasn't yeah. until after I landed that that I was like, oh, I, I could skate this rail," you know? Dude, wow. you
0: did end up doing any trick on that route. Yeah, you did,
1: like, six tricks. <laughs> like you but destroyed I, I that rail.
2: Yeah, but back nose
1: one was the first trick. Oh, That's <laughs> insane, say, dog. Yeah. That's so sick. No
0: ollie, no board side, back nose Nothing. one. Man. That's, <laughs> that
1: reminds me of our homie uh, Jacob Williams. He won't board slide a rail, but he'll do, like, nollie nose first, nollie back 50, and yeah. then maybe he'll board <laughs> slide it after. <laughs> like, there's a, ra- That's crazy. Uh, there's a rail here that he did, like, I think, nollie heel board, Nolly 180 switch crook, nolly back nose blunt, Nolly back over crook. Mm-hmm. But, Jesus. But then one day he tried to board slide it and died.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think what happens was, because even on the rail I kickflip nose blunt, I tried to board slide it and sacked. Right? Oh so I was shit! Like, like uh, I guess I'm not gonna try those anymore. So <laughs> I think in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, I'll just go for some other shit. Like, I've sacked so many rails trying to board slide oh, that I, it just won't do it. It's just so mental. You block. sacked
1: on board slide on that rail, but you did nollie back over crook, switch 180 nose grind, kick front nose blunt, switch back salad. Yeah. <laughs> the list goes on.
0: Switch 180 Smith, all that,
1: man. You know what? I don't really fuck with board slides either, to be honest. <laughs> I actually love it's chirping good. people. There's some people that like like I'm kind of like you like I'd rather just go for the trick. If I want to let's say front blunt or rail, I'm not the type of person who's going to do like 50 smith front front, front feeble yeah. like front like it a bunch of tricks. You will just front board than front blunt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but i love yeah. laughing at people's board slides like chad dixon it's
0: such a hard <laughs> trick to like make look good anyways so it's like not even re- yeah. rewarding when you do
1: a backboard yeah like <laughs> yeah right yeah. you gotta at
2: least go to fakie like, <laughs> yeah <you know, laughs> you know,
1: we were we were in detroit once and, and my buddy chad like he's so good he like three flipped over this handrail and like I don't know, he's done Nolly Heel noses on rails and shit. And then he was trying board slide and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> like he just looks so awkward. It's like too easy <laughs> that it's like awkward. So yo, you seem to be at the peak of your powers in your four on one sixty three part. It's my favorite part of all time, so thank you for that. Your style and trick selection were at an all time high. How easy was it for you to get clips in that era?
2: Oh uh, man, thank you, firstly, but um to be honest i i felt pretty unstoppable yeah it looked lie. like it but, <laughs> but you know it's also having you know people like Darrell with me skating every day who you know who also felt unstoppable and having that sense of that competition that we have with each other that that made us want to progress because i mean a lot of people don't yeah i guess have someone up there with them to do that kind of shit and darrell was doing crazy stuff that made me feel like i had to do crazy stuff and but nah, yeah i'm not gonna
1: lie i felt pretty unstoppable back then you looked it man You could <laughs> see yeah <laughs> it was insane i still watched that part all the fucking time dude that it's was the like best. the coolest 411 of all time yeah
0: just like the music and all the people who were in it grant mike mt obviously but like your part was Yo, just yeah. insane
2: mad love to mikey taylor but to be honest that was the long beach issue Oh, dude the best is grand intro
0: man when you guys are all like chilling in the crib from canada (laughs) dog (laughs) hell yeah so this is a guy who wasn't in like the skate spotlight for too long but i definitely loved him and he definitely had the sickest tricks what was up with jason jones these days man
2: jay jones i grew up with him too man i know we grew up together we met in probably middle school maybe before that I think we went to like a YMCA and that's how we first met but I don't think we even liked each other at first but after <laughs> we both but like who we both skated with had that VX and then we became really good friends really close lived together and all that stuff he's good but he's a he's a police officer right damn now. crazy yeah he's straight he's straight popo
1: <laughs> shout out to uh, Nolly Crook Wilshire 15 dude that was a beast insane i respect his skating but yo, i i was never the biggest fan and i swear it was mostly just because he always got stuck skating to the most emo tracks like i just couldn't get into it
2: (laughs) yeah i don't know man i think i don't know if he had much input on that on like who edited his videos or what song he chose if he did (laughs) yeah that sucks because they were pretty emo but (laughs) but no he's honestly one of the gnarliest skaters i've ever skated with yeah man he had that
0: one line where he does like the most floaty front 180 down like an 8 stair and then there's like another 8 stair right after it and I think he did switch tail down the rail it was just like the most yep. perfect oh, combo.
1: Yeah, that 180 was beast actually, oh, I
2: remember? That. He was like the first dude when we were kids like that we grew up with that would jump on a rail. Like he, I remember before, I I, I had known him but I, we didn't really skate together at that point and he was like grinding fucking Arco 17 like like on some rally shit. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> which which got me sparked i was like damn this dude's nuts um so he was like the first dude to like really huck himself that that got us stoked i remember i drove him to that nolly crook had to hype him up i think i filmed one of the angles too
1: yo that just made me think though you never i don't remember a single clip of you at wilshire at the 10 or the 15 nothing you weren't down with that one
2: i was 15 years old i I took the metro there to la I wasn't supposed to I wasn't allowed to and I uh, and I tried to five out and I broke my ankle on the ten. Oh, first yeah. time I ever. Only time I ever broke my ankle and I broke it in like third go and everybody's like, "Yo, then that shit third try and whatever." And I broke it. And I remember getting piggybacked around L.A. because we had no car. Had, like and everybody still wanted to skate. So I'm just fucking on the homie's back, like piggybacking around town to the other spots until we finally catch the metro home. And then I can call my mom like yo, I just broke my ankle in front of the homies' house like God.
1: oh man,
2: <laughs> and they went home. So I mean I stated <laughs> it, but yeah, but I never never really got any tricks on it. Always wanted to, just just never worked out.
1: A little mental block kind of thing. Yeah.
0: So you always stated that you loved the half cabs and that was your go-to shoe, but for a while there, especially in your four and one sixty-three part, you were rocking the Estilo pretty heavy. The ghost actually bought three straight pairs of the Estilos. The navy and gum sole colorway in attempt to skate like you. (laughs) Looking (laughs) back, does that shoe hold weight against the half cab, or is the half cab still the go-to?
1: I'm trying to remember that shoe. I don't even know what that is. It's the one that you did the lines, uh, like your opening line, nollie back nose grind reverb, and like nollie flip crooks and back tail big spin lines. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Was that like the XLTs? I think it was called the Vans Estilo. Well, obviously, if I can't remember,
2: man, it was half cabs for life man <laughs> we thought it was a steelo for life back then man i liked it but i think those were like the xlt's i was like part of that program if i remember it correctly i just don't remember that name of steelo those were good
1: yeah they were like some <laughs> some john cardial things or something yeah
2: okay the yeah the yeah. cardials yeah those. back
1: those kick fullback smith and those the yeah. ghost thought he was
0: unstoppable those days too man yeah
1: i got some clips in those man <laughs> I, I was feeling nice <laughs>
2: Yeah, I remember now. The, I remember the, the blue and gum cardio different. for sure. Yeah, so sick.
1: <laughs> you definitely won't remember this, but we met briefly at a skate park in Toronto way back in the day. I think you were on a Vans trip, like 2005 or six ish uh, Probably when you oh, shot man. that back 180 fake e 50 with Harry Gills. And on yeah. Skydome Banks, shouts to Harry. But... I just i was i swear i was randomly there like by myself or maybe with duncan or something and then tk rowley you and dustin dolan pulled up and i was like what the hell like <laughs> i was just by myself it felt like it was it was crazy um That's and so yeah silly. but you'd mentioned uh that your ankles were kind of jacked and you didn't really skate i think you did like or you were locking kick front nose grinds going one way and switch flip front five 0s the other way. And then I just remember you saying that your ankles were fucked and uh if I'm not mistaken, that's kinda what your ankles are kinda what cut your career short. So what's the story with the ankles?
2: Yeah, I don't know man. They they just they can't keep up with me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: My ankles I don't remember having like ankle issues at any time until I was like eighteen and I rolled my ankle and I don't remember on what, but it was on something like big that like really fucked me up. Where I thought I broke it because I've only broke it before, I never really rolled it like that gnarly, really, you know. And whatever, go to the hospital and they're like, oh, you rolled your ankle or, or sprained your ankle." I'm like, "Okay." And and for me, like, I just wasn't smart enough to to stay off it and and rehab it the way I should have. I just, I all I wanted to do was skate. I didn't care if my shit was rolled like I'd tie it up and go skate Um, which is you know looking at it now which is definitely not the smartest thing to do yeah and I and I continued to sprain my ankle until I literally had no ligaments left damn Um, yeah it's you know it's my own fault but you know at the end of the day all I want to do is skate so I was I missed a lot of a lot of shit from from having rolled ankles to be honest, like a lot of, a lot of cool spots, a lot of cool trips, and and being hurt, yeah, yeah. But definitely the ankles, was the was the end of me.
1: Fuck! Did you did you get surgery at any point?
2: I, uh, finally, when I was, I think I just turned twenty one, and <clears throat> it was just it just kept happening and happening and happening. Like, I remember walking, like getting onto a, a plane, and like a little crack in the curb, and I rolled my ankle. Oh, walking walking so that's when i decided you know and I, you know i need to get surgery i need to go mm-hmm. see somebody i don't i don't know it seems like today in these days like you have people that will that will help you out with that kind of shit i didn't have no help so yeah and i went to you know i went to whoever my provider health care provider was and they gave me some some basketball athlete surgery right mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, it just was never the same. After going under the knife, I didn't have the, the mobility. Like, it's solid. My ankle's solid. Like, it's super good. I don't have any any issues. But, you know, I just don't have the, the mobility, the movement. And, and I think the most, the biggest factor is, is just that mental block now. Yeah. Like, after getting hurt and over and over and over on the same ankle,
1: same injury like it's just embedded in my mind that i can't get over it fuck dude that's such a shitty shitty situation man that's crazy that you're saying you're 21 when you had the surgery so like all that shit you did was in your teens pretty much yeah
2: right when i turned 18 and maybe like halfway maybe like mid 18 was when i rolled my ankle like legitimate the first time but you know i still had that mind frame of all right well let it heal get back up do it again wouldn't let it heal i would I would stay off of it for once I felt like I could walk again. I'm on. I'm skating. Even if I like I can't kickflip, like I'm still skating. Yeah. I'll deal with the hot. I'll deal with the hot pockets when they come. Yeah. You skate switch instead. That type of shit. That, to be honest, yeah. Like I, I remember switchback salad on Silmar, like full out blown ankle. Oh my but god. I I. I couldn't, I couldn't stop, and I remember landing it and got the worst hot pocket. I, like didn't skate for two weeks after that. Two but years. yeah, I just, and I, I could not stay off my ankle, when I should have, which nowadays, or now that I think about it, you know, could have, could have changed a lot of things. But it is what it is. Damn.
0: So how did things eventually end with Vans and Bootleg and your other sponsors?
2: Bootleg was, was kind of like, I remember we were at. Brian Nick's house in, I think it was like Sarasota, Florida, or somewhere Ocala, Florida, out there, and it was just kind of one of those conversations. Like after the video, and we were just out skating, like still filming, and and it was kind of like got hit with the question, "Hey, you guys want to still do this?" And you know, and I'm still you know a young kid at the time. Like, don't don't care for my voice to be heard on like issues like that. So I was just like kind of sit back let everybody else talk and, and i don't really remember how that conversation went but i remember getting home and i was like yeah we're not going to do it no more um it's not not that we can't we're just i don't know if it was just over the whole political bullshit that was going on but i kind of ended from there vans you know i was still on vans for years after that but i think it, it got to the point where like skating and being told what to do <laughs> Yeah, it was like right, right in that transition where everything's starting to turn a little, little too corporate for me. Because mm-hmm. I, dude, I never expected to grow up and get paid to skate. Like, like that was never my intention from the from the beginning. So getting paid was kind of like a bonus. But then you start telling me what to do or shit that I need to do or or step my game up. Well, oh, you know, you go fuck your go fuck yourself. <laughs> <shit>. So, <clears throat> I remember they gave me a pay cut and I was like, whatever, like that's cool. I don't really care. And then and i remember getting calls to i remember getting calls from like Richter and like fury or some shit which i stupidly quit thunder to write for fury but whatever (laughs) getting the call and they're like yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna stop paying you just whatever and then then vans was like they were trying to call me to renew my contract and i kind of just never answered the phone
0: damn (laughs) i don't want
2: i'm like i don't want your money like it's all good. I'm done.
0: So, how old were you at that time?
2: That yeah, was probably I was like twenty three, twenty four. Holy man, yeah. that's crazy.
0: S- fucking, still so young. Fucking hate ankles, man. Yeah,
2: I was. I was more like upset. I was really upset industry wise, which looking back, like I really doesn't really matter now. Yeah, but I was just kind of mad like how they how they started treating people when like one day they're fucking you know riding your dick and and the next day like eh, i are not going to yeah. pay you anymore, or blah, 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 like, which, you know, it kind of kind of had a little resentment for a while, but, which wasn't even, like, towards those people, it was towards skateboarding itself, like, it made me really dislike skateboarding mm-hmm. at the time, because it's something I grew up doing since I was, you know, five years old, that's all I know, that's all I've ever done, you know, for 15, 20 years of my life, to, to then just having not being able to do it for one because my ankles are fucked and my mind thinking I can do shit that I can't and then just just the bullshit with you know with sponsors and stuff like that kind of but no I definitely fell back in love with it because it's you know it's it's one of those I'm sure we all use it as an escape too the longer you know we've been doing it for a long ass time that it's kind of one of those things embedded in our brain
1: for sure yeah fuck James Hardy another story like that it sucks when when injuries cut legendary career short but uh fuck that's life it's sick that everyone still keeps skating though
0: i mean if you look across the like whole sports landscape it happens to unfortunately like a lot of the greats man their careers are cut a little shorter than you'd
2: hope it does dude and and i was more angry at myself for not like taking care of my body when i knew i could have you know like i never had any knee issues or any shit like that and like you know getting ankle surgery i probably could have done more research but you know as a kid like i don't i don't know this stuff but but at the end of the day it is what it is and and i still love skateboarding and i i get a lot of respect from other skateboarders that's that's like insane to me which which makes me love skateboarding still for Mm -hmm. people to still like remember remember those days you know
0: dude we will never forget it trust me and anytime we like we got a bunch of as you know like in skateboarding like Kind of like age doesn't matter with your friends. When you're a little kid, you got a lot of friends that are a lot older than you. And you grow up, and we're a little older now, and we hang out with some kids who are younger. And anybody we come across and ain't ever heard of Scott Kane, man, trust me, we sit
2: them down <laughs> immediately. <Doug. laughs> sit your ass down, cause we got something to show you, dog. Straight yeah, up. That's tight, man. That that's why I, that's why I still love skateboarding because of because of shit like that. Hell yeah, I appreciate it, guys. No, we Doug.
1: appreciate you, man. Uh, so a little later I guess some of it was like older footage but you dropped the Barry atmosphere video or like your crew did and you had a dope part in there with trepasso. it was sick to see you kind of pass the torch to him uh, what was it like for you in that first little bit when you kind of stepped away from skating or from being like a, a pro
2: like that period was kind of like after surgery where I mean I think a couple of things were before it kind of throw in there but most of that was after surgery and that was it was almost like learning how to skate again and and if you can see I didn't skate as many rails and I was trying other kinds of shit that you know that I didn't really do before but but Trapasso, you know, like I said, that's my little brother and and he uh he was living with me at the time, right before he got on toy machine. I think he was on a joy for a little bit and then got on a toy machine and it kinda blew up but I kinda at that point was just distancing myself. From skating if it's like one of those things if you can't do it yeah. it's hard
0: to be around yeah
2: i don't want to see you guys killing it man like fuck <laughs> cause i want to i want to skate like so yeah i was kind of trying to kind of blind myself from it but you know it sucks trying to skate when in your mind you can do all these things and then your body won't let you do it it's, it's pretty fucking depressing to be honest
1: yeah because fuck man you're in your early 20s like that's it should have been your yeah. prime but yeah that must yeah. have been tough. It was a
0: transition
2: man It was a transition for sure
0: so five years ago, you put out a dope part that dropped on YouTube in the Bravas movement. Love to see you still shredding for fun. When can we expect another gem like that from you?
2: <laughs> it's gonna be a while <laughs> uh, that was that was fun that was that was at a point where i had I had time and I had the right homies to go skate with every day, watching these young cats come up and then and then Plain, who, who was who we were talking about earlier who was out living near me that was filming every day so we kind of just went out and had fun um i would definitely like to do it again but i've had two kids since then so it's going
1: to be a little bit of a mission <laughs> well we're, we're letting all our uh, our favorite skaters know that we're having on the show we're working on a video and all guests are welcome to submit clips so if you get a clip or two in hd reggie send it on up north you heard
2: Got you on a clip, fun uh, video. Yeah. That would be
1: such an honor to. Focus. I'll put it in my part, yo. I, oh, I well, have relax,
2: to.
1: How <laughs> 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 you get <laughs> hey, it? Right, maybe all all gets i right, right,
2: I'll try to get a couple clips. All right, that'd be dope. But yo,
1: switch nose blend, man. <laughs> the switch blunt on that rail, your last trick, I think, into the bank. I was like, yo, yeah. Kane still got it, yo. Legends never die.
2: <laughs> I was scared on that one, to be honest with you, but
1: no, that
2: was that felt good.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> So what's keeping you busy these days, man? You said you got two kids. What else
2: are you up to? Couple kids, wifey. I man, I work full time. I have uh, I do real estate almost full time, and then we have me and my uh, my buddy have a, an insulated drinkware business that we're
1: we're bringing through the skate game. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah I've seen you. I've seen you post uh, some of that stuff on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks dope so you just had a son right a couple months ago
2: Yep. Yep. three months
1: congrats on that are you going to be giving him a, a skateboard when he turns five or what like five months <laughs> <laughs> five years old
2: <laughs> Nah, uh nah, yeah um yeah i do for sure i'll let him i'll let him tread i don't i'm not necessarily going to push it on him but but i think uh, i'll make it a point to it'll make me skate some more there I'll you go give him some, some stuff you know what i mean but nah, I, ho- I hope he skates. I think, I think skateboarding gives you a, a good mindset for, for life. So, For sure. Mm-hmm. If anything, that's why I hope he skates.
1: It'd be sick to see another Kane hold it down in the next Jeez. 10, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <No>, serious. <laughs> so, what's next for Scott Kane? Man, I'm just I'm staying
2: busy. I'm, I'm trying to work on, on not having to work, to be honest. I'm kind nice. of trying to build this, trying to build this business. I think as skateboarders, we get so accustomed to that that self-employed lifestyle. Even though if you don't realize it, you know when you're a kid, and and you get so used to that lifestyle, and it, it's definitely a transition for for skateboarders to do stuff like that. Definitely would like to educate skateboarders on that transition, and and how to to keep that lifestyle with you know through business and investments and stuff like that. I think I think that's important because. I don't think any athlete regardless of what you do wants
1: to wants to go sit in a cubicle after all that no sure man yeah <laughs> dude that's dope that's that's a dope initiative right there mm-hmm. y'all know what time it is it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week we brought to you by Local trading if you're a skate shop in need of some pyramid country sour skateboards or wayward wheels, head over to localtrading.com and holler at them. Tell them the ghost sent you. You heard? And shout out to at two first names for winning last week's contest, Nolly Backside These Nuts. Alright, Scott Kane, you legendary bastard. Let's get it. Rapid fire with my favorite skater ever. Who's your favorite skater?
2: Mark Johnson Favorite video Modus operandi
1: Favorite video part
2: Mark Johnson Modus operandi
1: Favorite style Right,
2: Appleyard or something
1: Sick yeah. I was just thinking Yard. I was like Anyways Which skater <laughs> had the biggest influence On the way you skate?
2: Uh, Mark Johnson, I think
1: That's funny Because like Skated so different Pretty obviously, yeah
2: <laughs> Complete, complete different, right? But but his, his mentality, I think, of if you can think it, you can do it.
1: Right. He took that to rails. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? It's MJ, man. Damn. Favorite trick? Uh, probably back tail. Hardest trick for you? Fucking hard flip. Most illegal trick? Oh, uh, like a dolphin flip or fucking wheelie grind or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, are you going to call out dolphin flips when yeah, your boy derailed? Because I couldn't do them. Because you would
2: do them and I couldn't do them. It made me mad. I don't understand that trick. So fuck that trick. Just like a weird looking burial
1: flip. <laughs> yep. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Jason's Nolly Crook, Wilshire. Sick. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Kicky nose blunt. Dude. What's the one trick that got away? Almost
2: got a switch front blunt, shove it on this A rail, or almost did a barrel flip nose slide on a rail. What? <laughs> that's great what was the first one uh this switch front blunt shove i was trying down in miami i think
1: oh on the on the green rail or blue or whatever color it was yeah it was blue or green Uh, got folded (laughs) we were just watching your part and like the clip cuts you don't see what you're trying but uh, you see yourself slipping out on that rail and i thought it was switch front blunt but i didn't know you were throwing a shove out yeah yeah (laughs) yeah What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed?
2: That Nolly crook. <laughs> There's no reason he should have been able to do that. But somehow he landed that shit. And, and uh, if you watch, like, I mean, I watched his first try, and he basically just
1: nolly jumped down 15 <laughs> stairs. So it was the bunt of sin, and then he banged it out. <laughs> and then he landed it F- for no good reason, landed that shit. It's insane. What's the last new trick you learned? Like a switch front nose 270...
2: Or, like, Nolly and heel front nose.
1: What's your dream job after skating? To
2: not work in a cubicle and run a, a business. And I'm all about entrepreneurship and, and investments and, and having a, a business to, to fund
1: my life. That's Hello, what's yeah. up, man. You're working towards that right now, so keep it going. Mm-hmm. Favorite local brand? If the Back 40 was still around, I don't know if it is, but that would
2: be it. Just because MJ has <laughs> a part in that. Uh, yeah. Or like happy hour, happy hour just from a business standpoint and watching them grow
1: from their garage to where they're at now. Favorite local skater, probably Chris Joslin. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Richter and Fury. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like only because, only because like stupidly quit Spitfire and Thunder for them.
1: Oh, that's insane, Doug. Damn.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's when you have those those flip fucking talking heads at your ass but <laughs> <laughs> favorite teammate ever either pete eldridge or my dog andrew allen
1: whoa sick worst teammate ever oh no comment <laughs> I, that one. I, don't have, I don't have any bad teammates worst company nash <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll do <laughs> worst trend fanny packs oh. <laughs> that's good dog worst style He's the homie by Chad Fernandez.
0: (laughs) Shit, that's a good one. (laughs) He was insane, though, (laughs) dog.
1: Last person you want on the sesh. Fucking Andrew Pot.
2: Oh! (laughs) Anybody who pushes Mongo, anybody who pushes Mongo shouldn't be at the spot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Man, this is like the saddest moment in our three year history of doing the bunt. We got to say goodbye to our skate idol, man, the GOAT, Scott Kane. Thank you for coming on the show, man, spending a couple hours with us.
1: Thank you, guys, man. It's been a long time coming. Glad we did it. Hell, yeah. Appreciate you taking the time. This was uh, very special for both of us, so uh, thank you very much, man. And send us some clips, and hopefully we get to skate one day, man.
2: Yeah, I'll be out there soon, man. Bunt live. (laughs) Get them clips. Hell,
1: yeah.
0: Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, we doing it for the Chief. We talking Jamie Thomas's collection from Rourke Clothing. They got button-ups, long sleeves, shorts, pants, you name it. Jamie Thomas and Rourke have got you covered. Head down to your local skate shop and tell them it's time to get the Chief's collection in because you need to grab some. Let's get into some emails, man. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got a voice note from the one, the only Phil Mendelson. Let's take a listen.
1: Yo, what up? This is Big Phil checking in, aka one spot higher than Wade. You already know what it is. Shoutouts to Jordan Nayrod. We out here, yo. Listen, I'm just trying to see who's going first overall this year in fantasy football and who you guys got going one to twelve.
0: Damn, very creative question. Really use your imagination there, Mendelson. He really wants to help you get through the first round of your fantasy football drafts. And
1: honestly, with your track record, I can't blame you, dog. Just going to say the same thing. Phil is the dustiest guy, one of our best friends for life. But when it comes to fantasy football, you're so sloppy and lazy. I'm not surprised at all that you're trying to get our top 12. So that you don't draft Devontae Freeman in the first round again, you fucking scrub. <laughs> this one's for the Yellow Jacket boys, man.
0: It's probably going to go something like this. Different order for everybody, but easily starts with the running backs. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson. Then you may be mixing some wide receivers. You got
1: OBJ, Julio, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill. You want to continue on? DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell. That's pretty much the first round. And if you want to get freaky with it late, maybe Travis Kelsey, but who knows? Phil, do your own research, you lazy fuck. The internet's a crazy place, man. And that wasn't in order. That's just like the top 12 in any any order. All right, next up, we got an email from Justin. SFA Maruko. Yo, sorry I'm late to the magic. That is the bunt. Started with the Danny Renaud episode and now I'm locked in. Nice to hear people putting respect on his name. Dude is a legend. Now to my question. As we progress through one of the best NBA off seasons ever, are we gonna see Melo get a roster spot or is dude done? Also good riddance to Kyrie. I'm feeling our Celtics squad for the season. Let's go C's. Keep up the good work. Already can't wait for your next season and this one isn't done. Yo, respect, Justin. Love uh, hearing that we got new listeners out there and that you're about the sports life. When it comes to Melo, all we can do is cross our fingers, man. It's an absolute disgrace that a future Hall of Famer is going out like this. I think he's absolutely
0: done, man. I think he's got blackballed by the week. Similar to Colin Kaepernick. Like we said, I think it was last week or maybe a couple weeks ago, we didn't want those couple games in Houston to be his last. But the longer this goes on, the more it looks like that could be
1: a reality. It's very sad uh, as far as your Celtics go. I also think you're going to do better than last season. Kyrie is insane. Hopefully, you know, he's happy in New Jersey and actually balls out. New Jersey? Or whatever. Brooklyn, same shit. But, uh, yeah, I'm hyped to peep the Celtics. Love me some Kemba. I'm hyped for him to be on a team that's, you know, a perennial playoff team. He's uh, way too good to be fucking missing the playoffs every year with that trash ass Bobcats team or fucking Hornets.
0: It was insane the amount of growth we saw when Kyrie wasn't playing with them. Tatum. was absolutely killing it and i think kemba can bring out the best in him unlike
1: kyrie he ain't selfish i mean he had to put up a lot of shots in charlotte but i think he's he's all about team first and uh, the celtics are gonna be dope mellow please get a team all right next up we got an email from daryl
0: tunstall hey bunt i have an illegal trick that i'm curious why more people don't call bullshit on Backside nose blunt slides where you purposely approach the ledge from the outside to make it easier to get into Basically doing an over-the-top nose slide and sliding it like a nose blunt If it was done that way on a flat bar, no one would call it a nose blunt You have to approach the ledge with it behind your back like you would a backtail or a backsmith for instance If the surface that you're grinding is in front of you, it is pretty much a frontside trick. One more question. Have any guests ever turned down any sort of trash talk directed towards them or their friends on your show? Do you sometimes feel compelled to defend people when they're criticized or not be as critical because you could lose potential guests? Daryl, hell of a fucking email. You actually had me and the ghost talking about this for a few days. After further discussion, we absolutely agree. That's unfortunately the only way I've ever done a back nose blunt. But now I guess I've never done one at all, man. So back to the drawing board for
1: me. And the funny thing, well, I've only done like probably less than five back nose blunts in my life. But oh, after, sure your, you done? after your email, you know, I've done five nose slides. <laughs> it's funny because when we were talking about this the other day, Dono did nose blunt from the slide from the no not from the side no from the side yeah donald nose blunted a flat bar not straight on obviously because was it because you were feeling like shit i gotta learn this proper now
0: (laughs) i don't know i've never done it obviously straight on on a flat bar that'd just be like the weirdest feeling trick and just a nose slide but yeah definitely that was the day that you brought to my attention this email and i was like damn like it is so much harder from the side no matter which way you slice it so i definitely wanted to test it out for myself and god damn that shit ain't easy
1: <laughs> yeah the struggle was real but you you did it bolts and it looked like it felt good worth Respect. the struggle
0: but yeah back nose blunts man we uh me and say gotta get one for
1: sure i don't know if i got that man i was <laughs> i was happy with my switch my one switch back nose blunt which now i'm i'm bummed to retract that from uh, tricks i've learned and then a handful of back nose blunts
0: it's just funny here because all the indoor parks we've ever skated have those like perfect length ledges to do like straight on back nose blunts and straight on front nose blunts so that's just how we've learned them to begin with going straight on but yeah man i guess none of those fucking counted according to daryl and we gotta agree with you
1: yeah so let's go let's go learn back nose blunts
0: i think i would prefer to do it on a flat bar though
1: Back nose yeah well our boy scott Kane just told us let's just take his tip man ollie over the front nose down a rail only yeah. down
0: rails and as far as your trash talking question we've never been turned down for that specific reason that we know of maybe there's been some guys we've reached out to and didn't like the style of show for sure as you can tell some guys have a tough time getting through the rapid fire just because of the type of person they are and they're not willing to or don't want to, for that matter, talk shit. But I don't think we've run into very many problems because of our trash talking.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, not that we know of. Maybe some people have like politely declined and that was the reason, but we'll never know. I think
0: it's just people respect that it's a give and take and we will happily accept some trash talk against us. It's nothing personal when we're talking trash about someone half the people we don't even know man and it's not a personal trash talking thing like we're not coming at anybody's character we're just talking skating and we've said this before it's in comparison to the way Stephen a smith and jalen jacoby they talk about sports man they're just critical of people's play and sometimes we're critical of people's skating
1: all right next up we got an email from ignatius stewart usually we don't read emails with no question but this one was hilarious and johnny if you're listening don't get too sad so no question sorry but i've been going back through old episodes and after listening to the johnny tang one i looked up the freddy krueger dunks and there's a pair on stock x going for sixty-six thousand. lol that's a bag baby damn johnny you fucked up or were those the ones that ricky sold or something
0: yeah, they may have been the Ricky one. So, Ricky, you may have fucked up, G. <laughs> Next up, we got an email from D Thrillson. What's good, bunk gang? Got a question for you. Hearing Louie Lopez say he didn't know how long he had left when he was in his 20s got me thinking. Do you guys think skaters today will have as long careers as their predecessors? With social media the way it is, it's easier for skaters to break into the scene without being anointed by one of the big name brands. Will this force a higher turnover on teams as they have to listen to demand and add new riders? You think this means old heads will be moved on quicker, like Jerron Wilson, for example, no shots at Jerron, still has a board and hasn't had a clip in how long? You think there will be less space in the industry for folks like that? PS, gotta add a little something to the illegal trick discussion. Amazed to not hear any mention of flipping into backside board slides. Shoves can look ill, but any flip into backside board slide, I don't care what flip or how gnarly the obstacle, looks like trash. Just another reason to write Billy Marks out of the history books. Stop by Ireland next time you're heading to Europe, boys. Job bless. So we'll start with your first question talking about quick turnover on pro riders I think it just is an individual conversation for each different skater. A guy like Louis Lopez, as talented as he is, that guy's going to be in the industry for a long time. You can tell by the FA clip that just came out, this guy is one of a kind. He's a superior skater, and he can have as long a career as he wants, I think. As far as other guys, yeah, you might see in for a few years, and
1: then that's a wrap, man. Yeah, definitely agree. That's a good point you brought up thrillson i think the fringe guys are gonna be coming and going just as often as ever even back in the day but the the household names are still gonna hold that legend status forever like i don't see like if you're like in a shod wear or something you could hold on to that pro board for as long as you want i'm sure uh but there's so many brands and so many different standards these days that it's hard to say uh like answer that for the industry as a whole because how many board brands are there in toronto there's a couple man that's a question
0: that definitely doesn't have a definitive answer and yeah. it's
1: a different scenario for each person there's some board brands in every city you know what i'm saying and then there's obviously bigger ones and yeah it's tough but higher turnover seems like it makes sense but the the legends are still going to have that opportunity to have boards for a long time i think and
0: moving on to your kickflip backside boardside illegal trick nomination
1: what do you think, man? That one's, you know, hits me right in the gut because <laughs> I used to do kickboards all the time and I loved them fucking across and down the shred rail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to do it on some handrails, never got around to it. But, you know, nowadays I, I can see where you're coming from. I don't like them nearly as much as I used to. But Ashad did one in his last Nike part and it looked dope. So it still always depends on who's doing it. But, you know, if you're on that Andrew Pot doing it down Wilshire, gapping out to, like, the last stair, it doesn't look that sick. And Billy Marks, too, he fucking, if he does a 15-stair kickboard, he's sliding, like, the last three stairs. Not really about that life, but, uh, you know, takes the right person to pull one off. All right, next up, we got an email from Zach Surprenant. Proper shit talk. Hi, dudes. Quick bone. To pick an online skate, this dude John Hill is out here calling any spot in a predominantly black community hood while he prances around with his little GoPro vest-wearing scooter friend. Like the dude is going into their territory and leaving his cam on tripods while him and Scoot Boy play with each other. How does he not expect people to mess with his lame gear as parents bought him? I really have a genuine heart and today that heart goes to skateboarding and those who are less fortunate and with this in mind i truly believe that skaters need to stop this john hill kid and his whack approach to the world the world is not his i think the right thing to do when you're skating in someone else's neighborhood is to be nice and open and maybe teach a kid to skate could change his life for the better anyway i didn't know who to rant to on this besides you guys you're like the skate therapy maybe but I really didn't want to send the Hill guy this note as I believe he should be publicly blasted for this recent move. I truly think it's in very poor taste and ticks me off. You dudes rule. I appreciate you answering my last email too. Thanks, Ants, for singing the song I had mentioned. So me and Donald weren't familiar with John Hill. Never heard of him. But we just put on uh, something we found on YouTube. We watched one minute, and I think that was enough for us to... uh, Get the idea. He's a YouTube kook who films himself and does weird shit. We didn't find the video you were talking about, but it sounds kind of We didn't
0: go looking for it. Zach, man, what are you doing watching this shit? Yeah. (laughs) That's the problem here, Zach. The problem ain't with him. Let him do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to embarrass himself on YouTube, that's completely up to him, man. What you need to go and do, Zach, is watch some old On videos, some old 411s, and forget that this side of skateboarding exists, man. There's too many people to try and control what everyone else is doing. You can only control yourself, man, so... Just choose
1: your skate videos a little wiser, bro. Yeah, you're listening to The Bunt, so clearly you know it's good. But Mm -hmm. you're also still distracted by nonsense like John Hill fucking filming himself do a straight eight down an eight in under an hour with a timer. Well, we timed how long we watched him. One minute and four seconds, and that was too long. He's skating by
0: himself, so that should tell you all you need to know. Man, we got guys like the ghost here dropping shoutouts of the week every week, man. <laughs> He's sending you the free skate mag on the weekly. That's where the videos you need to see are at. And that new website we discovered this week, skately.com, they got friggin' everything, man. Whoever's running that website,
1: Yo, about to you're go a saint in on all those on videos like you. All right, next up, we got an email from
0: Tyler Harris. Hey, Dono. Hey, Ghost. In your most recent episode with Louis Lopez, the Ghost goes off about how trash you think Sebo Walker's Skate Rats part was due to his more creative tricks, and this had me wondering if there's any creative skaters that you guys actually enjoy, excluding day one, the goat. Also, I still can't believe all the wicked guests you guys have had recently. What well, is it's time to go back to your roots and get some more interviews with Canadian heads like Evan Hay, E.T., Jake Kuzik, or Dylan Fulford to talk about the new board brand, Deed. Keep up the good work.
1: All right, all right, Tyler. Coming at us, eh? Throwing in the any creative skaters that we actually enjoy as if we're just hating on all creative skaters. Come on, Hevs. First of all, we absolutely love the entire Sour Solution team uh, led by the GOAT fucking Gustav Tonneson. This season, we had the GOAT himself, Jesse Alba on. He's as creative as they come. Love him. The whole Frog Squad fucking who Let's else, Let's not
0: forget the Fancy Lad videos from the homies out in Boston about as creative as it gets. Don't try to put us in a box here, dog. We got respect for everyone, man.
1: But... On the flip side, I mean, he said creative in like quotations quotations, because I guess he's talking like Sebo Walker shit. Obviously, there's a difference between creative and illegal kook shit. Let's not forget Sebo
0: Walker has all the tools and skills to do whatever he wants, man. These are just the choices he makes. And unfortunately, it's just not the skating that we're really into.
1: My favorite kind of creative, though, is creative within the boundaries of tech that we enjoy. So people that are doing NBDs and have been pushing tech skating, such as Wade, Will Marshall, Lucas Pwig, Lucas PJ Ladd. We saw Will in Toronto do a fakey front shove, switchback 5-0, front 180. How many years ago? And then a bunch that went out. And then next thing you know, bear mans are doing it. And yes, I jumped on the wagon too, but Morgan did too. Like John Cause, everyone like... I just love people that think of something that looks dope that you haven't seen before.
0: Same with the pop shove nose grime revert. That
1: controversy, who did it first? everywhere. Bobby or Wade, we'll never know. Going with Wade. I'm going with Bobby. Ah! (laughs) Ah, That was a funny beef. That kind of creativity is my favorite. And as far as getting back to our roots... And doing more interviews with
0: Canadian heads. Hey man, we know exactly where we're from and where we started. And we always mixing in them Canadians. Don't forget this season we had the gods Mike Hasty and Aaron Johnson on the show, man. Real shit. Sometimes we wanna wait. And a guy like Evan Hay is our homie. We see him on the weekly, man. His time's gonna come. Jake Kuzik, all of them, man. We're gonna get them all on here. Shouts to Deed, man. That video was turned. Yeah, Dylan killed it, dog. Happy for you and your board company. All right, next up, we got an email from Leo Ranks. No relation to Theo Banks, but we still looking for him.
1: Leo Ranks, legend.
0: What's good, Safa and Dono? Shouts to y'all and CHPO for the love last season. It's been a high of 110 degrees pretty much every day this summer out here. But thanks to that new no thunder, my wrist has stayed ice fucking cold. <laughs> and that's why we do it, baby. I'm wondering if y'all know if there's going to be a dime glory challenge this year. Seems like it's around this time every year. You see the hype popping up on social media. But it's been nothing but cricket so far. The people need to know. P.S. Ants, I haven't forgotten about that beat you offered me. Working on getting some better recording equipment. You'll be hearing from me soon, G.
1: Yo, I was just going to say, if you didn't say that, like, yo, Leo, we need another track. I was bumping that shit on the beach in California, making my girlfriend listen to it, too, over and over Actually, it was fucking gold. We definitely need a new track.
0: That's so what we call Leo Rank Season right now, baby. You
1: heard the intro. Yeah, Leo comes through around the end of the season and just shuts it down.
0: But as far as Dime Glory Challenge goes, man, they got something in store for y'all. We ain't going to be the one to blow the smoke on them. We're going to let them do their thing. Hey. I think
1: they'll be hearing from them pretty soon. Eh? Hey, we, we know what they got in store. Just be ready. Def, like Donald said, it ain't our place to... tell, We love breaking news around here too, but we got
0: respect for the Dime homies. We're going to let them do their thing organically how they please. And just
1: know, shit's going to pop in Montreal.
0: Dime ain't nothing to fuck with, man, so stay waiting. And bro, watch out for that frostbite on your wrist. eh? We saw what happened to Antonio Brown. (laughs) And that right there is the perfect place to wrap up the post office for this week. Only a couple weeks left, so get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. You know exactly what the fuck going on over there welcome back to the rundown the skateboard world source for sports we gonna kick it off with some very sad news a guy once considered to be the x-factor of his team this season battling injuries for the last three years one of our favorite players
1: in the nba unfortunately suffers another blow the big man demarcus cousins so saddening to see that news tore his acl scrimmaging he was looking super thin and ready to go i was honestly because i'm not cheering for the lakers i was kind of shook when they signed him for about 3.5 million thought he was going to go do a one-year deal on a shitty team and try and you know get extra touches but he went the ring chasing route and now unfortunately they're probably going to cut him uh apparently they're they're about to talk to Dwight Howard and Joakim Noah, but Boogie, man, so sad, and wishing you a speedy recovery. Keep your head up, bro.
0: Very sad news. Boogie, our heart goes out to you, man. Keep grinding. We know what you're capable of, and you're going to get your bag, baby. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others, but you deserve it, and we behind you. Quickly moving over to the NFL. Couple preseason news and notes to go over. Marcus Mariota risking life and limb in a preseason game on August 17th, diving headfirst into the end zone. Surprise you?
1: well it doesn't but i wish it did this man needs to he's injury prone already what the fuck are you doing cuz like you and Jameis winston have so much to prove this year you guys are the chosen ones and you've just both been blowing it whether it's injuries or off the field shit uh i'm looking for both those dudes to have a, a big season and that's no way to to get your preseason going absolutely not
0: Moving forward to some good news, Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold playing absolutely lights out in the preseason. Lamar Jackson went up against the Packers in his last preseason game, looked absolutely flawless. Spoke with Aaron Rodgers after the game, Aaron Rodgers stating he's a big fan. Does Lamar Jackson have QB1
1: eligibility in your sights or what? Of course. I mean, he's all, all about potential. <laughs> If his arm ever caught up to his athleticism, he could be the QB one. But uh, let me just tell you one quick stat. Right now
0: on Fantasy Pros, he's ranked 14th, which is two spots outside of being a QB one if you're playing in a 12-man league, ahead of guys like Ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, your boy, Tom Brady getting disrespected. Absolutely insane. And I think he can do even better than 14, man.
1: Me too But I'm interested That they got Kyler Murray's Dusty ass At 12 Wait, Why are you saying
0: Dusty ass What do you mean He's a supreme talent
1: uh, Well he's just Been dusty so far Okay Lamar's out here Balling in the preseason Going into year two Kyler Murray's Stinking it up In the preseason Yeah Going into year one I would put a little More respect On Lamar Jackson What about Sam Darnold Sam Darnold I'm excited You could get him Off waivers Probably Absolutely. this year In a 1QB league that team, obviously, you know, Robbie Anderson is going to step his game up this year. He's an interesting mid-round guy. Lev Bell and uh, Sam Darnold looked like shit last year. But I think the, the end of the season, he kind of started to turn it around. And, uh, he's yeah, he's a sleeper in a 2QB league. I wouldn't mind having him as my second.
0: Let's not forget what he did in the fantasy football championship in Week 16, draping 40 points on that Green Bay Packers defense. Sam Darnold tons of potential chris hernan on his side you always nice to have a good tight end so we talking qbs let's get down to business man we going top five and the qbs are absolutely a star-studded affair this year it's going to be hard to choose but let's see if we can come to a conclusion
1: i'm going with the consensus number one from most experts it's hard to go away from the phenom patrick mahomes then i'm going to third year standout our boy deshaun watson or my boy i don't know if you like him and then the bad man aaron Rodgers, chip on his shoulder last year they missed the playoffs and you know this man's cheesed and he's sick of hearing of all these young bucks and he's got something to prove you heard me even though they got a tough schedule rogers gonna be airing it out to my boy Devonte. at four i'm gonna go with carson wentz big comeback he was kind of up and down last year he was actually pretty bad
0: a lot of picks he did a lot, he scored a lot of points but he had a lot of picks so for real football not the
1: greatest fantasy you can deal with minus two points if you drop him 30 a week yeah but i think he's had a full year and you know a season behind him now i guess he got hurt again last year but like hopefully if injuries aren't a concern Wentz re-establishes himself goes back to that 2017 swag he had i uh, would love to see it and then at five it was tough but i'm still a believer in cam newton his legs his arm i think last season was his most accurate season throwing the ball and then he got hurt late in the year and he Accurate still finished he
0: wasn't really throwing it too far so hopefully he can air it out a little bit more this year
1: McCaffrey if he's still connecting on those short passes nonstop, less rushing because McCaffrey was just catching everything last year I mean he was 100%. obviously rushing too but if that stays the same oh uh, it's real well for him yeah cam man and then you know he's gonna rush you know five touchdowns or at least so I'm gonna go
0: off the board a little bit here maybe surprise the ghost and surprise myself a little bit too (laughs) but looking at this list i just want to try and have a little bit of fun with it so number one i'm going to hit you with matt ryan that's <laughs> a Phil Mendelson pick. Matt Ryan has the schedule of sin. Everyone's preaching Mahomes, and why not go down a different path, man? If I hit this one, y'all gonna remember it next September. Matt Ryan, number one, 13 games indoors this year. Three of them are down south somewhere. So, no winter jackets for him. No frostbite for him. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones connecting all year long. Number two, I'll give it to Mahomes. If you can throw with your right hand and your left, you're going to be doing something right. Then, classic, it's a bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to stick with him at number three. If you miss out on the top two, I mean, you probably want Aaron Rodgers anyways. Number four, I'm going to have to go with Drew Brees. Everyone's picking Alvin Kamara to be, what, a top three running back. Yeah, he takes a lot of handoffs, but he also catches a lot of balls. They got Mike Thomas. He don't drop nothing. They are going to be scoring. They play in the dome. Drew Brees at four. And then similar to you, I'm going to wrap it up with Carson Wentz. Big comeback here. New running back, Jordan Howard. He's going to be getting a lot of goal line touches, but adding Deshaun Jackson is a new level of playmaking ability. The downfield threat mixed in with Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz its a hell of an offense with a great offensive line Carson Wentz you might win the MVP
1: yeah, I wouldn't be mad but I'm just shocked that you got Drew Brees at number four we know he's a legend but isn't he like 40 now or 41
0: hey man he did it last year he could do it again last year they had Mark Ingram replaced him with Latavius Murray which means a little bit less running touches I think a little bit more Throwdowns to Alvin Kamara. We know what Alvin Kamara can do, a special talent. Give him the ball in the open field as opposed to behind the line.
1: I think you could get more yards out of him. Man, I'm already just picturing Latavius Murray driving me crazy like he did two years ago when I had Jarek McKinnon when he was snapping. <clears throat> and then I got I'll- my fucking car towed because of Latavius Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch made me wait
0: till 3.30 in the morning, pick him up off of waivers, forgot my car was out on Dundas, lo and behold, it's up at fucking Don Mills and something in a fucking tow truck lot. <laughs> $300 something dollars later, I got Latavius Murray, ended up dropping him. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, laugh it up,
1: man. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I love Camara. Had him last year. I'm hoping to get him in at least one of my three leagues and... I just know Latavius is going to be a fucking thorn in our ass If we have Camara. Absolutely But like we said man Quarterback is deeper than ever
0: Wait, wait, wait to draft a quarterback. I'd be absolutely fine running the year with Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers. They can all do damage. You might not even need to draft one, man. Get one off waivers. Stock up on those RBs, stock up on those wide receivers. No rush for the quarterback,
1: right? Yeah, it's just like tight end. If you miss, like in tight ends, if you miss on the first three, you wait. And quarterback, if you don't get Rodgers, Deshaun, or Mahomes, if you don't reach for them, then you could just wait till the fucking 10th round or something. Who is your number one target as a late quarterback?
0: Let's not forget Kirk Cousins was like a top five potential quarterback. No one's even talking about him as a useful option. The guy's got Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook,
1: and Kyle Rudolph. But I got Kirk Cousins in round 16. I ain't mad at you. Well, you asked me a question and then you said exactly what I was going to say. Oh, you're going to pick Kirk? Yeah, my boy Captain Kirk. I mean, last year he shit the bed, we all know that, but before that he'd finished top 5 three out of the four years or something crazy. You could get him on on waiver wires like he's just never got the respect he deserved and then finally when there's expectations, he shit the bed. Mm-hmm. But he's literally not being drafted in some leagues. So 100%. You can wait for Captain Kirk. Uh you can wait for Jared Goff. Cam Newton's going in the mid rounds. So is Wentz. Like, there's no need. Ben unless,
0: Roethlisberger, yeah. a perennial top five quarterback. He finished. We just looked at what was it second last year. Like, it's insane what you can get a quarterback. Don't rush. What about all the young guys, man. We said Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, but even Josh Allen, a guy with that type of running option, like he's yeah. going to get you ten points on the ground, and it puts one in the air, and your week's good, man.
1: Oh, same with Jimmy Garoppolo, man. He's got some fast ass receivers. Obviously, got hurt early last year, but he had so much hype around him, and now this year people are kind of not giving him that same preseason hype. But there he, are literally
0: 26 usable quarterbacks, and if Josh Rosen gets the job over Fitzpatrick, which he probably will around week two to three, there's another man. The only quarterbacks I don't want are Dwayne Haskins Jr. and Eli Manning. Other than that, man. I think it'd be okay. And Jameis
1: or Mariota. I don't want those two either. But I hope they do better. Jameis, I've been grabbing him in some mocks when I miss on, like, <laughs> Wentz and Newton. Like, I, I don't mind because you know he loves to throw the damn ball, but he's going to get And he's some always piss. down, so he will have to throw the ball. But, yo, his receiving core is fucked. So, even Jameis, he's... Well, last year he was a beast in the PPR league I was in, but... I don't like PPR.
0: Well, there's our QB discussion. You went out on a huge limb and said Mahomes would be number one.
1: Oh, you're so you're so cool just <laughs> risking it just to fucking flop and I'm gonna make sure I bring this up next to your Matt Ryan when he finishes QB like seventeen. But yo that ain't even possible. One dude we haven't mentioned who you know I love, Andrew Luck. He's got that nagging injury, calf, ankle, who knows what it is before that he finished four last year i think and before that everyone had him in the top five so that's another dude that you got to pay attention to the injury updates leading up to draft day because that dude is a fucking beast if he's ready for week one uh, i'm grabbing him Yo, before we wrap it up quick shout out the bunt league listener league is officially popping we got the group chat we're just about to lock down a draft date cannot wait to get it going and we'll definitely be shooting shots weekly to the people we smack down. And I love it because they can't even hit us back. I guess they could send a voice note. But. Yeah, good for them, Louse. <laughs> Looks like you gonna be paying double, G. Yo, Davis Torgeson, B. You, you think you're the fucking best fantasy football player that skates? You about to have a rude awakening, my dude. Catch you all next week.